Welcome to the D-Backs Daily Show, where we're talking about the Arizona Diamondbacks every day. I'm your host, Jesse Friedman. Welcome to today's edition of the D-Backs Daily Show. As always, I'm your host, Jesse Friedman. And as I record this on Monday, the Arizona Diamondbacks had an off day today, though they're going to be back at it tomorrow against Aaron Sanchez and the Toronto Blue Jays. And if you don't know anything about Aaron Sanchez, picture a guy who throws 97 miles an hour, gets strikeouts, and gets a lot of ground balls. It's going to be a tough game for the Diamondbacks to win, but I guess that just means that Zach Godley is the right man for the job. Believe it or not, Zach Godley in his career, despite... Uh, A fairly mediocre 3.81 ERA. Despite that, Zach Godley is 7-1 in his Diamondbacks career since being called up to the majors. That's over 15 appearances, 8 of those as a starter. And Godley actually beat Jose Fernandez, the Marlins' young ace, earlier in the season, and it, it might just be that the Diamondbacks just have a, a tendency to play well uh, when Zach Godley's on the mound. Maybe this is all uh, an enormous coincidence, but based on the numbers, based on the 7-1 and record against a guy like Aaron Sanchez, Zach Godley seems to be a, a good man for the job, and I think it'll be a fun game uh, to watch as the Diamondbacks try to salvage a much-needed third consecutive win. But for now, for today's show, what I want to talk about is Shelby Miller. And if you saw a couple days ago, it was episode 11, I believe, where I talked about Shelby Miller and what the Diamondbacks should do with him. And and unfortunately, what I thought they should do isn't what they ended up doing. I thought they should put Shelby Miller in the bullpen for reasons that I explained back in episode 11. But apparently the D-backs didn't agree, and frankly, this isn't the first time I've disagreed with the Diamondbacks, and, and I'm not I'm not terribly surprised uh, by this move. I think that after a player struggles for as long as he has, I, I think it is reasonable to send them down to AAA, and I understand the Diamondbacks' thinking, although I don't completely agree with it. But regardless, today what I want to do is I want to look at Shelby Miller's starts and try to find traces of the pitcher that we saw last year in Atlanta. The pitcher who made the All-Star game, the pitcher who finished with an ERA of just over three, don't let the record of 6-17 and 17 fool you, Shelby Miller was a dominant force on the mound last season. And believe it or not, despite the 7-1-4 ERA, despite the 1-7-5 whip, despite all of the terrible, ugly numbers that I could go through, we have seen that pitcher. And you might have to think back really hard to even imagine Shelby Miller having a good outing, to imagine Shelby Miller stringing together a few innings of very effective pitching. But believe it or not, if you dig deep enough, those moments did exist. And I did the digging. I went back through all of Shelby Miller's outings this season, and I looked for those gold nuggets of effectiveness. Sometimes they lasted for three innings. Sometimes they lasted for one inning. And sometimes they only lasted for about one batter. But believe it or not, they exist. And naturally, it only makes sense to start our investigation in Shelby Miller's first start of the year against the Colorado Rockies. Now, if you look at his overall stat line on April 5th in his start against the Colorado Rockies, you're not going to be impressed. He went five innings, he gave up six runs, and although the Diamondbacks won the game because their offense exploded for nine runs between the sixth and the seventh innings, It was very safe to say on that day that Shelby Miller had not been effective. But as we search for the Shelby Miller of old, 
the Shelby Miller that was effective with the Atlanta Braves. I want to dig a little bit deeper into that outing, and we might just find ourselves with a glimpse of the Shelby Miller the Diamondbacks expected they were acquiring. The first batter of the game, Charlie Blackman grounded out to second. The second batter of the game, Trevor Story lined out to right field. And the third batter of the game, Carlos Gonzalez grounded out to first base. One, two, three. That's how Shelby Miller started the season. And if you pull any Diamondback fan to the side, any ordinary Diamondback fan, they would probably have to really stretch their minds to think of even one inning in which Shelby Miller did that, in which he pitched a one, two, three quiet inning to get his offense back out onto the field. But it happened, and it happened in the first inning of the season. So let's go to inning number two. In inning number two, Nolan Arenado grounded out, Gerardo Parra grounded out, Nick Hunley singled, and Ben Paulson grounded into a fielder's choice. Two innings, one hit, no runs. We go to the third inning. DJ LeMahieu leads off with a single. Chad Bettis tries to bunt him over, but the sacrifice is not successful as DJ LeMahieu is thrown out at second and Bettis reaches on a fielder's choice. Charlie Blackman, the next hitter, grounds into a double play, and the inning is over. Three innings, two hits, no runs. But then came the fourth, the dreadful fourth inning. Trevor Story homers, Carlos Gonzalez singles, Carlos Gonzalez gets to second on a wild pitch, Arenado grounds out, Parr reaches on an infield hit, Nick Hunley homers, Ben Paulson doubles, DJ LeMahieu homers, and a ground out and a strikeout to end the inning of Chad Bettis and Charlie Blackman finally gets Shelby Miller out of a nightmare of a fourth inning in which he gave up six runs on six hits. Next inning. Shelby Miller back at it. Trevor Story lines out. Carlos Gonzalez walks. Nolan Arenado flies out. Gerardo Parra lines out, and he's out of the inning. Top of the sixth inning. Shelby Miller back out there. Fly out, line out, strike out. And then Tyler Clippard comes in for the seventh inning, and the Diamondbacks went on to win the game by a score of 11-6. to But what's so weird is Shelby Miller threw a perfect first inning a near-perfect second inning, a perfect third inning, or at least he faced the minimum number of batters he possibly could have. And then he hit a wall in the fourth inning in which he gave up six runs and then allowed only a walk in the fifth and sixth innings and all other six guys got out. So when you think about it, it was really just a stretch of a few hitters in the fourth inning that caused this to be such a disastrous start. And boy, did it get out of hand quickly. But the way that it started with three quiet, scoreless innings is very strange. And it's not the first time we saw something like that. So now we go to his next start against the San Diego Padres on April 16th in Petco Park. The first inning, John Jay lined out to left. Will Myers struck out looking. And Matt Kemp fouled out to first base. One, two, three. Shelby Miller was through it, and on the season in seven innings pitched, six of them had gone scoreless, barring the one disastrous fourth inning against the Rockies in his previous start. But then came the second inning this time. And this is an inning that I think a lot of Diamondbacks fans are going to remember for a long time. It started with a ground out, but then came Shelby Miller's famed scraping his hand against the pitcher's mound. 
And that's when the problems happened. Single, fly out, stolen base, single, walk, stolen base, walk, walk. And Shelby Miller was out of the game due to issues with his hand after he had continuously scraped it against the pitcher's mound due to strange mechanics. A quiet first inning, but a wall in the second inning. Going to another start that he had later in the season. This was after the struggles had continued for a while. This was on April the 26th at home against the St. Louis Cardinals. And Shelby Miller got out of the first inning unscathed. Two ground outs, a fly out, a walk. One guy left on base and no runs allowed. We go to the second inning. Single fly out, pop up, ground out. We go to the third inning, strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. We go to the fourth inning, single flyout, strikeout, walk, strikeout. He's still rolling along. We go to the fifth inning, single, sacrifice bunt, walk, double, intentional walk, sacrifice fly, home run, and Yadier Molina finally strikes out to end the inning, and Shelby Miller's day is done. And you might be starting to notice the trend. Obviously, the problems in San Diego were caused by the hand uh, so-called injury that caused him to be taken out of the game. But these two other games, between the Rockies game and this Cardinals game, he rolls along, but then one inning comes around, whether it be the fourth inning or, in this case, the fifth inning, or the second inning in the case of the Padres game, and the floodgates of terror break loose. At the beginning of the top of the fifth, it was a 0-0 game. Seven batters later, it was 5 to nothing. And that's a trend that you're going to notice as I keep going on here. We go to his start on May the 1st, his very next start after that Cardinals game. The first inning, fly out, ground out, walk, fly out. The second inning, ground out, ground out, ground out. The third inning, Strikeout, strikeout, walk, strikeout. And then the wall. Single, pass ball, single, line out, single, single, pop up, walk, walk. And before you know it, Shelby Miller is out of the game. And the Diamondbacks, who were up 1 to nothing, are now down 3 to 1. And they would go on to lose the game by a score of 6 to 3. Fast forward to May 13th where Shelby Miller was due to start again. Top of the first, fly out, ground out, single, ground out. Top of the second, ground out, single, double play. This is against the San Francisco Giants. Top of the third, line out, walk, double play. Top of the fourth, single, double play, fly out. Top of the fifth, strike out, strike out, double, ground out. The game at this point is 0-0. Zero to zero. But at the bottom of the fifth, the Diamondbacks get on the board first as Shelby Miller triples to deep center, and Gene Segura follows that up with an RBI single. The D-backs take the 1-0 lead. And then the floodgates open once again. The top of the sixth. Single, single, wild pitch, home run. Line out, fly out, walk, and Shelby Miller is out of the game. What was a 1-0 game after... Just four batters became a 3-1 to one game, and the Diamondbacks would go on to lose by that score of 3-1. to one. There is a very clear trend here. 
And I'm not going to go through all the games where this happened because there are more. And I don't want to bore you, but you can. Even in his most recent start, where the Diamondbacks lost to the Padres 13-6, this was his last start before being sent down to the minor leagues. This was on July 6th before the All-Star break. Flyout, ground out, single flyout. That was the top of the first. Top of the second, strikeout, ground out, strikeout. Top of the third, strikeout, ground out, strikeout. But in the top of the fourth, Shelby Miller hit the dreaded wall once again. Single, single, stolen base, single, double, RBI ground out, home run. That's six batters, ladies and gentlemen, and that is five runs. Six batters, five runs. And I don't have the exact number in front of me, but this was all also only a few pitches. Almost all of these hitters were swinging right away at the first pitch. Because that's what the wall does to Shelby Miller. When Shelby Miller hits the wall, he can't get anybody out. And when I say anybody, I very literally mean he cannot get anybody out. So what does this mean? We all know Shelby Miller's been struggling. So why does it matter that Shelby Miller tends to struggle in a similar way over and over again? Here's why. Because it shows you the source. The only way to explain a pitcher going from the pure dominance that we've seen from Shelby Miller in the early innings of games over and over and over again to hitting the wall is some sort of mental weakness, some sort of mental breakdown that seems to happen later in games when bad things go wrong. We saw mechanical issues early on in the season, and I think that really shook up Shelby Miller. But more recently, it's not mechanical issues that have been causing Shelby Miller all these problems. The only way to explain the wall is a lack of mental toughness and concentration. And in light of that, Shelby Miller is down right now at AAA Reno, trying to find a way to get back to the pitcher he used to be. Trying to find a way to get past the wall. Thanks for listening to today's edition of the D-Backs Daily Show. As always, you can find me on Twitter at at Friedman, or you can tweet the show at at D-Backs Daily Show. You can also get online at www.thewebgem.net slash dbacksdailyshow. I'm your host, Jesse Friedman. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with more tomorrow about the Arizona Diamondbacks.